to nude pictures these days. Like I will send him all the nude pictures he wants as long as he also tells me if it's a mole or if I'm gonna die. Uh, I've been Denise, thank you guys. Yay, Denise wants to meet a dermatologist. Uh, my best friend is the chief of staff at Dermatology of Kaiser, so I'll try to look out for some doctors for you. They always give away sunscreen, it's so nice. Does anyone have a friend who's a doctor who gives them free drugs? Because that's a friend I want. Diazepam, lorazepam. Call them the two Pam family. Give the benzodiazepines to Pam. Clap your hands again, everybody, for Denise Lee. Yay! Yay! Denise is like someone I want to do drugs with because she looks so like a child that I would teach in junior high. Like, I feel like we should like do some ketamine together and then like be like, ah, like our souls are bonding. Oh, what's ketamine, she says. She's like, I don't know what a lesbian is either. Put your hands together for your next comedian, for Mark Neuer. Yay! I'm fucking stoned, dude. I'm stoned. I'm dehydrated and stoned. You ever been so high and dehydrated at the same time that your lungs stop really working properly? That's where I'm at. So if I'm wheezing... Or if I pass out, that's why. So you know why. When you call the ambulance, like he just is too stoned. Really just too stoned. Good. If I lost some more weight, I'd look like an undercover cop. I would. And everyone would be really nervous. And you'd all have your masks on. So that's why I stay fat. It's for you. I do it for you. I know I'm fat. I don't know how I know I'm fat. I get stoked over the new Tums flavors. You know, the antacid, Tums. You know, they're coming out with a watermelon flavor. I know. I do. I know that there's a new flavor coming out. I get the magazine monthly. Okay? I get stoked. Oh, are, you, are you lost on the flavors here? All right. I, th I thought you were clear getting clarifying questions on Tums with Pam. Pam has no idea what antacid is. She doesn't have that problem. She eats like a fucking rabbit. She eats, she eats like frozen, she eats frozen carrots, still frozen. She eats like a hamster. She's great. I love Pam. <laughs> Good. Where was I at? Oh, camping outside of Walgreens. <laughs> Waiting for the new Tums to drop. So I have all of them. And just like when people get new sneakers and new sneakers come out. That makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. I, I'd rather sit outside for Tums. It makes no sense to spend $250 on sneakers to walk down 6th and market. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Sorry. It makes no sense. To go on the Muni? Are you kidding me? Have you, seen, have you been on the Muni? I feel like I'm on the Muni right now. None of you have masks on and you're not even... <laughs> you don't give a fuck. And the, the, the driver's like... It's not my problem. I don't get paid enough to. <laughs> no, we all have masks on, radio listeners. We're masks. We're masked and vaxxed. I have something stirring in me. Why are we, t fuck Christopher Columbus. Why are we talking about it? Gas is $5 a fucking gallon, okay? Okay? It's $5. I don't even drive. I'm pissed. <laughs> Getting mad. I'm on the Muni. I go past the gas station. If I, get, I get mad.
I start bitching at the driver about it. We start yik-yakking, bitching about the driver. It's ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. Have you seen the price of hash browns? Pre-cut so it's easy and convenient for me? Expensive. We want to talk about Russia. Why? You don't know shit about Russia. You don't know. You have no fucking clue. You don't know. You don't. You fucking. You don't know. That's what that. That's what they're best at. Is make sure you don't have a fucking clue. So get on the phone and scroll, and that's all. This stop. Stop with all the fucking politics. Like you don't know dick. I don't know dick. And let me tell you, I'm a drop up from Modesto. If we know the same shit, we're all fucked. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that out of my system. I don't need to take that energy to OMG after this. You know what I mean? OMG's already a fucked hole. You get it? Because it's a... <laughs> that bar smells like my bedroom. So, hey. It's because they have underwear nights on Wednesdays. And they all come. My name is Mark Neuer. You guys have been great. God bless you. Mark Neuer, everyone. Mark Neuer. That was lovely. I was paying attention to your sip, but Josh Gotsky gave me this new booster pack of magic cards. And I'm going to be, like, building decks around that. I'm really excited about some of these new cards. They've got new things. Mark Neuer, you think he's a dirtbag, but he knows how to play magic, which means he's smarter than most of the people in this room. Uh, you're like, he plays magic the gathering? Like, he doesn't just pull his finger off like my uncle? Cool. Uh, no, like the look at me, I'm an uncle. All right, I'm right. Uh, I'm super. I'm super excited for your next comedian. Oh my gosh! So he recently moved here like, during the pandemic, but he used to be from Portland, and that's where I met him. And he's so so funny, and I love him so much. Put your hands together, everybody, for Colin Braun! Yay! Hello. Um. Hitler, well, look, so I, I noticed that a lot of people used to compare Trump with Hitler. And honestly, realistically, I don't think that was ever appropriate. Trump was never that thin. Someday I'm going to do that joke in a red state, and um, I will... Get shot. I don't know, actually. I think, you know, I think, um, actually, I think now's a good time to announce that I'm actually going to be retiring from doing stand-up comedy. Um, I have to. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm too happy to be funny. And um, I'm not happy about it either. I have to quit. I, I, I've loved doing this. Um, but the thing is that, you know, you can look through art history and you will not find a single great work made by a single happy person. Not one. All the writers, miserable. Vincent Van Gogh, who I honestly did not think someone else was going to do three minutes on today, the most brilliant painter to ever live. One of the most brilliantly depressed people to ever live. Known for his stunning, and I wrote this down and I knew I was going to forget it, or his bold, wavy impressions. And he painted that way because that's how he saw the world, because his eyes were constantly filled with tears. 
And they weren't tears of joy for experiencing the beauty of God's creation. No, they were tears of painful 19th century depression, which is nothing like our pussy-ass 21st century depression, where you get to get meds and go to therapy and eat right. 19th century depression, you would go to your friend and say, I'm so sad constantly that it physically hurts and I want to die. And they'd say, well, you could pray more or you could smoke opium. Fuck. Where the hell do I find opium? But I was, I was super depressed and that's when I started doing comedy. I've been doing this for three years and still the best jokes I've ever written were, were from that first week when I was miserable. But in the last three years, I've gotten to FaceTime a doctor who prescribed me Adderall and taught me how to work on myself. And Adderall, let me tell you, Adderall is an amphetamine. So not only does it give you the focus and the energy to actually fix yourself over time, it also kills your appetite. Thank you. So for the last three years, I've just been losing this weight. And not only do I feel better than I ever have, but I also look better than I ever have. And people will come up to me. They'll say, Colin, my God, you look fantastic. You've lost so much weight. What is your secret? And I'll say, thank you. It's meth. Adderall gave me the energy to actually make my dreams come true. See, I was always so depressed that I set goals that were apparently very attainable. And now I'm in the unenviable position of having no more dreams left and having to just come up with new dreams. And I thought this was a unique thing, so I looked it up. Is this a phenomenon that exists? Having all your dreams come true and not knowing what to do next? Turns out it is. It's very well documented. It's called white privilege. And I highly recommend it. Uh, that is my time. My name is Colin Braun. Thank you very much. Colin Braun, everyone. Clap it up for him and his white privilege. Yeah. And his, out, and his shoes look great, too. Like, he's just a doll. Uh, your next comedian, I'm so excited to see her. I haven't seen her in a super long time. She's a super supporter of the station. Like, a year ago at this time, like, she came to an outdoor show that I was on and, like, it was very nice. Uh, she's super supportive and super lovely. Everybody, put it up. I think I forgot your name. Vicky Causal. Vicky Causal, everyone! Yay! I think I can call myself a pandemic comedian because I started doing stand-up comedy during the pandemic. My first open mic was completely socially distanced, and I was the only aspiring comic there over the age of 25. <laughs> I think I have a talent. Not only I picked the worst time in my life to become a comedian, I also picked the worst time in human history. My terrible timing is extraordinary. It's a gift. Um, I am originally from Ukraine, and Ooh. people often wonder if I had culture shock when I first came here. And yes, I did have culture shock. I flew over from Ukraine, got off the plane. Everybody's speaking English, like everybody. I'd say that's the biggest cultural difference between Ukraine and the United States. Everybody speaks English here. It's good to be out of the house, finally. Uh, I feel energized. 
I didn't sleep that well during the lockdown. And here's what I found. If you're looking to improve the quality of your sleep, get a job. Because my best sleep happens right before I have to get up and go to work in the morning. And by going to work, I mean joining my stand-up meeting on Zoom. It's not a stand-up comedy meeting, okay? It's a work meeting. They call it stand-up because everybody's required to stand during this meeting, even, even when it's virtual. And to prove that you're standing, you have to have your video on. And my Zoom video is never on. And my manager's like, Victoria, how come your video is not on? All I can see is your avatar, which is, what is that image? An ocean or a cloud, some nebulous entity without particular shape? And I'm like, that is me. That's me at 8 in the morning. That's what I look like at 8 a.m. An ocean or a cloud that hasn't yet taken a particular shape. Yeah, but everything is virtual these days. Everybody's working from home, which is weird. You know, my entire team is remote now, and we never felt that close to each other. It's too close. We don't like it. I mean, have you ever taken your company Zoom meeting from your kitchen? What is your company doing in your kitchen? Are they joining you for dinner? Did they bring wine for the? What are they doing there? You know that uh, um, the last year, a famous publication here in the U.S. fired one of the writers for masturbating in his living room. Why? Where is he supposed to masturbate? And what were they doing in his living room? Now, here's the story the way I understand it. The guy exposed himself in his living room without realizing that his company Zoom meeting was still in progress and the cameras were still rolling. If you never had a glitch with your Zoom meetings, you can cast the first stone. I had a ton. How is this a crime? He didn't go to that publication's office and ruin their meeting by masturbating in their conference room, right? They came to his house and ruined his life. Where is he supposed to masturbate if not in the comfort of his living room? In his shower? What if he can't masturbate in his shower? What if his shower turns him off? He turns it on? It turns him off. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, everything is virtual now. My son stopped going to his physical school and started doing distance learning. And I finally figured out what distance learning is. Distance learning is learning that is happening somewhere out there in the distance, but not here in your child's head. Someone out there may be actually learning something because they are paying attention in class on Zoom and not playing video games on their television. Someone, but not my kid, he's too smart, he, he skipped high school and went directly to Grand Theft Auto University. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know if you noticed, kids were all over the internet last year. Everybody was bringing their kids to their Zoom meetings and their podcasts and their broadcasts and their videocasts. Literally, you couldn't open your computer without stumbling over someone's kid. But what did it for me was this viral video on YouTube. A family and their kid are doing hip hop dance. I guess it's a hip hop something modern. And the kid, I don't know what they did to this kid. He's only four, but he's an accomplished dancer. It's, it's creepy. When did he have the time? I, you know, I don't know how you feel. I find it a little too overwhelming, a little too much. Um, as a mom, I have a message to all the parents who are doing these online activities with their kids. Stop. Stop. Stop molesting internet audiences. Stop violating our screen time with your little ones. If you're looking to have quality time with your kids, can you please do it offline? 
Or if you must do it online, can you take it somewhere to the dark web, away from normal people? Thank you. Vicky Kozel, everyone! Vicky Kozel! And that's even more impressive, because it's like maybe the sixth time she's ever been up. Sixth, am I right? You're, are you over 10? More than that. Three. Oh, see, I already have Vicky Kozel! Yay! Yay! I love new comedians. The next comedian, he's part of the festival. He's not new. He's been doing comedy a long time. He's going to make us laugh. I'm so excited. You guys, he's all the way from Boston. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sean Rosa. Hello. Thank you. Uh, I love sports. I love them now as an adult. As a kid, I hated them because that was just... I, I, I hated them. Like, I played Little League, which was fraught for me because I was born with a lazy eye. Don't guess which one it is. They're both fine, and I'm avoiding eye contact with you. But my, the people who ran my Little League team knew that I had a lazy eye, and they used it to get our Little League team sponsored by Lens Crafters. Yeah. Yeah, they put my picture in the paper and said, look at this little disabled boy we're trying to help with his dreams. Lens Crafters sponsors this freak who thinks he has hopes. My dad loved sports. Uh, his favorite was basketball. He loved watching it, playing it. He was one of those unassuming white men can't jump types who would just school people half his age. And I... Wanted, I was a very depressed and desperate for approval kid, so I hatched a scheme to get my dad's approval by, I was gonna get good at basketball, I was gonna challenge my dad to a game of basketball, I was gonna beat him at basketball, and I would win his love. It is a foolproof plan, as long as you are not a fool in which I was. <coughs> it is like, if you need to win your parents' affection, you're not going to do it, especially if they've never indicated that you need to win it. Like, and also, I was a, a, an eight-year-old white boy who, had, who at that point did not watch basketball, so I was just like a monkey banging away at a typewriter hoping that Shakespeare came out the other end. Like, the only basketball thing that I knew about was the movie Space Jam, which was not the best strategy for coming up with real-world basketball offensive maneuvers. Like, I wasn't going to be like, okay, I'm going to dribble towards the baseline through a tunnel that I had painted on a brick wall. My dad is going to try to chase down for the block. Bam, smash right into the brick wall, st seeing stars. So I challenged my dad to a game of basketball, and one day he accepted, and so... I'm happy to say that he demolished me, just ab just unassailably just destroyed me. Like, at one point I was guarding him, I had my hands up in 10 and 2 like I was in driver's ed, and he sized me up, bounced the ball between my legs, causing me to fall backwards over, knocking the lens crafters off my face. And then he caught the ball with one hand as he ran around my, de my desecrated corpse, caught the ball with one hand, and dunked it, which at the time I was so just crestfallen and just distraught. 
But now I look back at that and I realize that was his way of saying, I love you more than words can express. That, yeah, that was his way of, like, like it is like he won, he at that point took the ball and bounced it off my forehead, which was his way of saying, you don't need to do this. I love you no matter what. You follow your own dreams. And that is a lesson I keep with me. Uh, I take with me in my heart and my mind and my forehead all the time. And that is why I now do stand-up comedy, which is an art form people take up when they are actively looking to reject their family's love. You might think I've been telling jokes, but really I'm just crossover dribbling away from affection. Uh, thank you very much. Let's give it back to Pam Benjamin. Yeah. Hey, yay for Sean Rosa, yay! I have also pushed away every relationship in my life for comedy, yay! It feels so good. Uh, which is why in the audience, even when you're comedians, like clap and laugh because you know uh, we all want to live to see tomorrow because it's a big day. Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together. Oh, number 13. Ooh, so lucky. And Mercury's almost out of retrograde, dear God. I know the 17th, it finally stops. I mean, it's the day after the festival ends. Oh, <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody, for Wally Hippolito. The continuously big fat clips. Yeah, my throat doesn't feel like Sam Kennison's must have after a show. Almost missed my set, everybody. Professionalism at its finest, you know what I mean? Love it. How y'all doing tonight? Y'all got the energy of like a... Like a dead DMV, and I love it. It's pretty good, pretty good so far. Shout out to Pam for hosting fucking Mutiny Radio and the festival. Holy shit. She's a fucking killer, man. Fucking killer. Um, I hate baby showers. I think baby showers are some of the dumbest things ever. Uh, word of advice, don't go to broke people's baby showers. You will learn very quick where you stand with people when they're broke and then you go to a baby shower. So I went to one last week, right? I haven't seen these people in like a year. I didn't even know the bitch was having a baby. Uh, I was walking up, you know, excited to see, excited to hug. First thing they say to me, no present, no diapers. What? Are you fucking kidding me? No present, no diapers. It's like, oh, no, no, okay. Um, my, my presents actually come in through Amazon. Like, I, I got you guys. <laughs> it, it really wasn't but you got you got to lie to them right you got to lie to them and they said you know what they told me said you know what we're gonna hold your meal ticket then <laughs> a fucking meal ticket bro did i attend a fucking carnival just now what do you mean a meal ticket my man they say you know when you come up with the present like then we can talk about a meal i'm gonna get that fucking meal ticket bro I'm gonna get that meal ticket, you cheap, you cheap bastard. Oh my God, that made me so hot, dude. Honestly, I just left the party. I left and they said, no, we were just kidding. You, you could stay, like you could stay, but you just can't eat. And you, I said, you know what? You could go fuck yourself. But thank you though, I'm gonna, ha I'm, I'm, a, I'm a partake in this party. Man, it is crazy, man, it is crazy, you cheap motherfuckers. Like, if you needed my gift or my money, you shouldn't have had the fucking baby in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. Like, I, I am halfway jobless right now. 
halfway jobless. It doesn't look that way, but these are clothes from when I was 15. You know what I mean? So it's crazy, man. People are fucking wild. Crazy bitches. Um, but yo, it's, it's wild, right? We've been in COVID for almost two years. Can you believe that shit? Still dead as doorknobs, huh? All right. All right, we'll, we'll still rock with it. But yeah, man, it's crazy. Like, COVID has become, COVID is kind of like that side chick now that's still hanging around and wants to become the main girl. It's kind of wild. It's kind of wild. And then you, like, I thought we were just hanging out for a couple weeks. Now this bitch always has me in the house. Fucking crazy. <laughs> Cannot get rid of her, man. Cannot get rid of her. I have a minute left. And then questions start to pop up like, do you see this relationship going anywhere? Huh? Or... Can I meet your parents? What? You must be out of your fucking mind. And I'm Wally Hippolito, y'all. That's my time. Thank you very much. Wally Hippolito. Oh, yeah. Um, so just so you know, in San Francisco, since the beginning of the pandemic, there have only been 645 deaths. Just so everybody knows. Just saying. Uh, just so you also know, the opiate overdoses are three times that in the same amount of time. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? I'm just, it's, you know what? Sometimes it takes time plus tragedy to make comedy. Uh, your next comedian, I'm super excited to bring her up, and I'm excited that she's here, and thank you guys all for staying. We have a couple comedians left, and after that, run on over to Asiento and get a drink because there's a comedy show happening, and it's really fun right now. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Kavita Singh. Yay! <laughs> Hey everyone, um, I had a long week, I had a long week at work, and I hate talking about work, but I'm just going to do it like a little bit today. Um, I think like one of the hardest parts about work is the work, but also just like the small talk that you always have to deal with. Like I hate small talk and pleasantries, like you know, like, uh, like, where are you located? Like, they're always asking me, like, on Zoom, like, where are you located? Or, like, what's the weather like? And I think one of the things that I do is, like, you know, because you can't just be, like, who cares, right? So one of the things I try to do is, like, improv a little bit, like, just, like, practice improv. Like, my, my manager will be like, hey, what's the weather like over there? And I'm like, not good. Not good. <laughs> Tsunami came up the coast, took out the entire family. Yeah. One second I was cooking rice. Then I was, the next I was using my mom's body as a raft. You know, sometimes the dog, the dog survived though. Sometimes he looks at me like I took his owner away from him. But then I try to remember that even though I wasn't there for him, I could be the friend that he needs me to be. And then my manager is just like, wow, you wasted so much time. And I'm like, no, Keegan, it's yes and. <laughs> that took too long. All right, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, I've just been like, I've been really anxious lately um, just because like I moved here um, a few weeks back and, you know, like adjusting to a new place is challenging. And I've been worrying about like whether or not like I'm becoming an emotional vampire to my friends, right? Like I'm kind of like always dumping my problems on them or, you know, like when they talk to me, I'm like more distracted than usual. And it's because I'm an anxious person, but I try to try to reassure myself that like, they still keep me around, you know, like 
I do help them not make shitty decisions. And like, I do help them like, I don't know, with, with life advice. So I'd like to think of myself as Courage the Cowardly Dog, you know, like, even though he is terrified all the time, he still manages to save the people he loves without them ever knowing. No, no. All right. All right. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, so I moved here to the, uh, to the, uh, to the West Coast three weeks ago. Um, I came uh, for my boyfriend. He was living on the West Coast. I was on the East Coast. Um, what did it for me was when he mentioned an open relationship. I was like, no way. There's no way I'm giving you an opportunity to find someone to replace me. Um, because I feel like there are very few times in which partners telling each other, I feel like we should see other people um, actually results in more commitment. You know, like my boyfriend like calls me three weeks down the line is like, hey, babe, I fucked this baddie. I miss you. Like, that's not that's not going to happen. Um, this guy. It, you know, he's he's actually like a really good guy. And I feel like given the string of shitty men that I've dated, he's kind of like a unicorn, which is unfortunate because like I've grown up with such like model relationships, right? Like my bickering parents, like teenage dramas, right? Like Gossip Girl and 90210 and To Catch a Predator. But like, yeah, like I feel like those teenage like r dramas like shaped my like perception of like what a healthy relationship is and they're and it's it's that shit's toxic right like there's always like one bad guy he's like the sexy bad boy with a dark secret and like who needs therapy and then like the smart and caring girl who like is ready to ruin her life you know and the script always goes the same it's it's always like the guy's like i can't be with you because i'm a bad guy elena i'm a bad guy who does bad things and then the girl's just like well maybe you could try being better and then the guy's just like no you see the writers aren't creative enough this is the only compelling plot line that can last us eight seasons all right that's all i have for you guys thank you Kavita, everyone! Kavita Singh! Captivating! We got three comics left. Put your hands together for your next one, everybody. Raul Swami! Yay! What's up, you guys? Just want all five people on the radio right now to know that this is an audience full of a thousand people. Yeah, there we go. So I should retire right now. That's the loudest I can probably be getting. Um, yeah, it's good to be in the city. I'm uh, traveling from New York City. And uh, these days I'm like timing myself on how quickly into a conversation I mention that I'm from New York City. It's usually after I do something really bad, you know? But like cut someone on traffic, I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm just from New York. Like this is just how we do things. Um, yeah, but you know, I don't really miss the city that much. You know, I was walking around San Francisco. You know what I'm talking about, Kavita? Yeah. Yeah, so I was like walking around San Francisco and uh, it smells like shit as well. Everything smells <laughs> like shit. Just like New York, it's very much at home. But like the shit here is way better quality though. <laughs> like the fiber quality, that the fiber content you guys have been taking, it's still up there. All the kombucha is gonna help somewhere, right? All right, that's the new to the city bit. 
So uh, I was walking in the street and this girl approaches me and okay, firstly, it's made up already. Like <laughs> girls are not approaching me like that. Uh, all right, I'm gonna switch it up. So I was doing yoga, right? And this yoga teacher approaches me. Slightly more believable, yeah? For a man of my looks. Yeah, and uh, this yoga teacher, she's like, she's, she's white female, right? Just background. And she's like, uh, you gotta stop misappropriating white culture with your man bun. Like, damn. Tabitha, please. Love that one. Like, wait till you hear about my belly button and my kombucha addiction. Like, I just want people in the radio to know the audience are like smiling very much. <laughs> like, a lot of smiles. Like, very, very charming. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, can I have my namaste back? It's, it's uh, namaste, not namaste. I feel like a lot of people think namaste means something deep, like my, let my soul touch your soul, namaste. Well, let me tell you, all right? I feel like this is my stay, all right? I'm here to clarify. Namaste means hello. That is it. There's nothing more to it. But, you know, don't want to. After Savasana, you never know what you need. That's a very niche yoga jokes that some people get. So, yeah, I'm like uh, furnishing my new place, and I'm kind of broke. So I went to the one place you go. Yeah, exactly. Craigslist. You got me, Kavita. Um, so, yeah, there's a listing for a nightstand that I'm really excited about. All right, to be fair, it says one nightstand. Um, yeah, it doesn't have much description, and I'm going to pick it up later tonight. So let's see how that goes. Um, all right, so I got less than a minute. I'll do that one. So I've been, um, I've been addicted to Instagram, right? So it's like a lot of you guys, I'm sure. So, but I recently deleted Instagram two weeks ago and I'm detoxing and I'm thinking about it, you know, like being addicted to Instagram is just like being addicted to cocaine. I'm talking about like back then I would do anything for a good gram. All right. Thank you guys. Keep your hands clapping everybody for Uswami, yay! We've got two comics left, and then I'm gonna pack up, and we're gonna go up to Asiento and watch the rest of that show, which is like, I keep hearing them. I keep hearing them clap, and I'm like, I'm so excited, I'm around the corner. I'm sorry, it's exciting, because I hear them clapping, and I'm a half a block away, so it, but you guys are here, and you're important, and you're gonna listen to each other, and it's gonna be amazing. And put your hands, oh, your next comedian. He brought me magic cards. You know, here's the thing, like comedians are usually soulless monsters, but not this one, like, he is so kind. He like brought a sweet gift for me. And it, it's, it's not even like he's hitting on me. He has a girlfriend. He's just a kind, considerate comedian. And also very funny. Put your hands together, everybody, for Josh Kotsky. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Fuck the Dodgers. Ugh. I gotta say, my least favorite Dodger the artful Dodger. He took Oliver Twist, led him into a life of crime. Some bullshit. Um, I don't give a fuck about the Giants-Dodgers thing, though. Uh, I'm an A's fan. Literary jokes. I'm an A's fan. Um, just real quick, just want to say, like, R.I.P. Ray Fossey, longtime broadcaster of the Oakland A's, just died. He is my, was my favorite broadcaster because of his post-game interviews. 
a lot of people when they interview other people will ask them questions and then expect an answer in return uh, he would not. He would give you the answer as part of his question. He'd be like, all right, I'm here with Eric Chavez. Now, Eric, bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, two outs, down by one, two strikes. You've seen two fastballs in a row. You know the curveball's coming. How ready were you for that curveball? He'd be like, uh, very ready for it. Like, every, every question he asked was like he was giving a monologue and then learned he was playing Jeopardy. He'd be like, God, that looks so exciting. Uh, actually, we're going to need that in the form of a question. Uh, how excited were you? All right. Uh, I Like Pam said, because she knows my life, oh my god. Uh, I am dating a lady. I have an Asian girlfriend, and we're going to be moving in together soon. So we're going to be having an Asian Jewish household, which means that you have to take your shoes off when you come in, but you can complain about as much as you want. Um... <laughs> I should probably remember the rest of these, huh? Uh, <laughs> right? Oh, here we go. Um, to do, yeah, so I'm trying to learn. Like, she speaks Cantonese. Uh, I'm trying to learn it. She doesn't think I can. I think I can with ease, all right? Uh, uh, she's taught me how to say, like, hello, goodbye, how are you? I've forgotten all of them. The one that I have remembered is si fut long which means butthole. Yeah, that's the only one I remember. It's so much fun to say, like, see foot long, see foot long, five, five dollar, five dollar, see foot long, any, any, any. It's the best. Foreign swear words are so much fun because you can say them to people to their face with no consequences because either they don't know what you're saying and they don't give a fuck, or they do know what you're saying, and they're a little offended, but they think you're bilingual, which is a great ego boost. Uh, the only issue is that whenever she teaches me a phrase, I get like really excited about the phrase, I say it all the time, and then I f remember the phrase, but I forget the meaning, and then every time her parents come by, they're like, jo I'm not gonna do accents, because them. Uh, they're like, Joshua. Uh, what did our, our lovely baby girl teach you this time? I'm gonna be like, uh, Ling Loi, Sifa Long, uh, I, I just scratched that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope they'll be offended by that. I think that means like pretty girl butthole. I don't know. <laughs> uh, a, all right, let's do this next one quick. Uh, a, <laughs> A buddy of mine uh, asked me, like, hey, uh, we should go out. Uh, like, we, we haven't seen you in forever. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do that. And he comes, he asked me all these really nice questions, like, Josh, how are you doing? Uh, are, are, you, are you healthy? Like, everything's good? You have a great job? And I'm like, yeah, everything's great. Everything's going so well. He was like, oh, I don't know if you knew this, but I just started selling life insurance. And I'm like, you were just, you just want to make sure I wasn't going to kill myself anytime soon. Like, you're just trying to sell me shit. I do not want good life insurance, okay? I feel like the better the life insurance you get, the more likely the last words you hear are, the last words you say are, what are you doing with that pillow? All right, that's, uh, that's it. Thanks, y'all. Josh Kotsky! His rap album is gonna be coming out and it's called Pretty Girl Butthole. Uh, it, I almost, like, I know that sometimes when I laugh, I pee just a little, but the pretty girl butthole thing, like, I literally am holding my pee together. I'm an old woman. We have one last comedian, and I'm super excited to bring her up, and I'm excited every time she's here. Put your hands together, everybody, for the Neighborhood Witch! 
Pam. We're gonna have to get this shit together. I want that black shit when I'm up here. Fine, I'll take it. Just this once, I want City Girls and Megan the goddamn stallion next time I'm up in here. Okay. They are art. Pam, Miss Pam. Anywho, I'm just gonna try out a couple of jacks. Okay, Sam. So I have a question for you ladies. Have you ever found out that the guy you've been flirting with, like, it's only two girls in here, um, like, got bitches? Like, you're not the only bitch they fuck with? Y'all ain't hearing me. For instance, my homie pulled out his phone, right? Mind you, we're just friends, but I'd fuck, period. Um, so I'm a nosy motherfucker, and one day I looked over at his phone, and it unlocked, and I saw my name, and all it said was Janae Comedy. And I was like, ain't that about a bitch? Like, that's not fair. So he started, he was like, what, what's wrong? Like, what's the problem? I said, ain't nothing wrong. I just had you in my phone under Larry. I want to take that Dick Dorsey. <laughs> I, I guess our feelings were a little, uh, how'd you say, um, unalike. Because you really don't know what page you on with a man until you see what your contact is in his phone. A lot of you bitches texting a dude right now got a pink heart, a tongue, and a ring emoji by his name with a picture. Um, fuck around and call him one day, and, and you're right there, and you'll see how much you mean to his ass. I called a dude once when we were in a car. I'm sneaking and shit, right, so he won't see. And that shit popped up as Auntie Charnetta. Right. He didn't even look at me. He kept driving and was like, I wonder what she want. I could, I could not believe that shit. Like, you punk motherfucker, but it's good, though, because his brother was in the backseat, and when I called him, it said Pastor Boyd. And in other words, he loves missionary, baby. I know that's right, Ty. So another one I want to try out. I literally just wrote these all in here. So I said, um, am I the only woman that hates sports? Because I do. I think they're pointless. And I feel like if motherfuckers want to pass around a pig all day, just put me in a room and handle y'all business. Um, because I was trying, I just know one thing. Like, if y'all trying to make it to the one yard line, like, I'm your girl, period. So the real issue is who is going to make it to the touchdown. Oh, I butchered that, but it's good. We can have one mother. I was like, we can have one person eating my pussy and whoever does the worst. If that's a technical, baby. It's a technical on the play. If a motherfucker tries to interfere with the next man's play, I'm throwing a flag at that nigga. And if I'm doing that bad down there, get one of the motherfuckers running backs to get out of here. Period. So I just wanted to try out those new chucks. I'm going to get them together. Yay for the neighborhood witch, everyone. That was amazing. So thank you all for being at our open mic tonight. I'm excited that we're getting out of here early because the show at Asiento is happening. I'm going to go over there and watch the rest of it, and I'm really excited to do so. So I'm going to pee, but thank you so much for being here. And your new haircut thing is happening. It looks great. The whole situation is lovely. Uh, and join us. We'll be back next week. And everything will be normal again. The festival is going until tomorrow. There's so much going on. There's tonight. We still have two more shows or one more show uh, at OMG tonight at 8. And then tomorrow, stuff all day. I get to open up the Noise Pop Block Party at noon on their main stage at 19th Street. And then we have shows at Atlas at 2 and 3.30. Milk Bar 4 and 6, and OMG at 8 o'clock. So join us tomorrow. Thanks all for being here. Yay, bye.
to the ooze, can't butter. Try to gank my style and I hit you to the heater. At the speed of bop, who the hard rock. Hi, hello. Awake from thy sleep. This is Mutiny Radio.
All right, people. That's the dead, Grateful Dead, June 19, 1976, at the Capitol Theater, Passaic, New Jersey. Pretty killer set, too. We had Might As Well, Samson and Deliah, High Time, Let It Grow Into Drums, Into Let It Grow, Into Dancing in the Streets, Into Cosmic Charlie, Into Round and Around, Going Down the Road, Feeling Bad, One More Saturday Night. Let's keep it rolling with your encore, Not Fade Away. Let's give it up one more time, Grateful Dead. <laughs> 